Oh, you know, when in doubt, Hendrix. I think that's a fair statement to make. <laughs> Hi, my name is Brian Oak. Episode 82 of The Brian Oak Show, recorded here in beautiful and scenic and historic South Minneapolis, right on Chicago Avenue in the Smart Start MN studio. My name is Brian Oak. Along with me here, Sean Bernard. Well, Sean, I know we already talked about it on the most recent episode, but once again, thanks for holding down the fort in my absence. Uh, space camp was a little more intensive than I expected, <laughs> and I've been told that I've been shortlisted. If it ever comes to pass, you know, should we get a second Trump term, that I may in fact be eligible for the more elderly wing of Space Force. And you just, it's a one-way ticket, right? Exactly. Perfect. Yeah, no, we'll be colonizing Mars. But think about it. <laughs> first podcast on Mars. What do you think Hells, about that? Yeah. Exactly. We can get a sponsor for that. First podcast from Zero G. I think I'm looking forward to it very much. <laughs> it is nice to be back in the Smart Start MN studio. And as we talked about last week, I was away for a little while because I needed to do a little... A little self-care. I needed yeah. a little me time. And, um, you know, it's gone well. And I'm looking forward to today's guest. So we're going to get to him very, very shortly. He's been on the show before, but not since we've been here in the Smart Start MN studio. I know. He was in our little temporary rental studio. What I mean, John, he's going to be on with us in a minute. Yeah, we can talk now. What do you think, John? <laughs> it is beautiful. Yeah, it it's, is. it's not It's not big. It's it not is. palatial, but it's our own. It's our own dedicated studio. We can decorate it as we like. And there's actual, thanks to the good people at AudioQuip and AudioQuip.com, it's actually got professional equipment in it as opposed to the two cans and a string that we had in the previous one that you visited us at. <laughs> well, you know, not that those weren't bad. They were nice cans. Yeah, they were, nice they were cans. really high-end aluminum cans. It was very nice. But, but, the, but the sauna here... Yes, yeah. the sauna here is much nicer. Well, it, this room is kind of a sauna for whatever <laughs> reason. Is today right is really humid. It's usually a little milder in here. I think it's because people crank it up to eighty overnight and like turn off the AC. I think we have some uh, therapists in the building that are just a little chilly sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Bring a sweater, Marge. Uh, we need to oh. cool off in here. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned it, but the treatment facility I was in, as long as, as great as the staff was, and they really were amazing. So a shout yeah. out to everybody over there at Fairview Riverside Lodging Plus. They were really incredible they did keep it at about 58 degrees in every room which i'm totally cool with i love it when it's like that cold oh yeah but no there were people walking around with two blankets from their bed and stuff all day long <laughs> going to group wrapped in blankets it was uh it was a little bit post-apocalyptic unlike the very futuristic and gleaming and utopian views expressed here on the brian oak show once again thanks to all of our patreon members my apologies for being gone for a month but it was necessary thanks to all of you who have stuck with it and from what i understand i have yet to go back and listen to all of them as always and not at all surprising colleen cruz is is uh, remains a badass yes she's a ninja yeah exactly yeah, she absolutely is and she was so much fun and we had a great time just putting the shows together we're you know it, we really missed you and yeah. it would have been great you know to have the three of us together but uh -huh. we had a, we had a good time that's excellent well yeah. I, I read nothing and heard nothing but good things about it so i'll go back and listen and i'll be the judge of that sean Okay. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of surprised as with how company good, meeting coming up with how good she is. I'm kind of surprised that the combo lock on the door to our studio wasn't changed, <laughs> like the, and like the old Brian Oak Show sticker scraped off the exactly. door. <laughs> Changes are afoot. Well, luckily that's not the case. So thanks again to all of our Patreon members. Thanks again to all of our sponsors for sticking with us because it looks like COVID's not going anywhere soon, and we'll talk about that more in just a little bit. But first, let's go ahead and hear some music on this beautiful weekend. Um, Bootsy Collins, the legendary freak. Adelic bass player Bootsy Collins, who early on got his start with James Brown. That's how you build chops. James did not yeah. suffer a single, even when his band was massive, didn't suffer a single fool. You better know what the F you're doing yes. if you're going to play with James Brown. And he did. And then Bootsy would go on later to make his own music. He would play with George Clinton. He, in Parliament Funkadelic. Uh, and then he would be his own solo guy. But the, the signature star-shaped bass guitar and... Again, he fit in with Parliament Funkadelic so well because, you know, the star-shaped glasses, the crazy uh, bangled and be bedazzled uh, cowboy hats, and just everything that made Bootsy Collins Bootsy Collins, in addition to the wicked slap bass and the incredible funk. Well, Bootsy Collins has just dropped a brand new single, and it's called Stars. Now, he has collaborated with a ridiculous number of people, Cornell West, Bella Fleck, and a collage of cultures from around the world. And he said, this is all, by the way, every bit of the proceeds, if you go by by the song go to Music Cares, which is the Music Academy, a.k.a. the Grammys effort, to help combat COVID-19. If you haven't heard, being a professional musician or working in some affiliated field, oh. like a producer, an engineer, not many of those jobs come with a nice 401k or a good health insurance package. Not so much. And this, and this industry, even if they did, 
this industry has been so widely impacted by COVID. I don't know about you. When's the last time you went to a show? Uh, I went to a show outdoors, uh, the suburbs show uh, up in St. Michael, and I tried to sit. I have an uncle who's in failing health, and mm-hmm. I tried to sit 30 feet away from anybody else. Right. And two women, and I know it's not because they, you know, took a shine to me, yeah. sat directly <laughs> behind us. I mean, we're 30 feet away from right. everybody else. Like, clearly, we don't want to be near anyone. And we'll sit here. Like, right. I mean, two feet behind us. You know, one of the nice things about being locked, locked away from the world for 30 days is I, I kind of got to forget about most people, and I forgot that people are still out there. Well, my overall, <laughs> my, I'm glad that you got to see the show, and I know the suburbs yeah. are always great, but my fun. point is the industry has been ravaged by COVID, yes, and yes. musicians aren't playing. They're not making any money. Some have had their health impacted, and we're not just musicians. We're talking about stage crew whose margins are oh. considerably smaller than rock stars or, you know, promoters, all these kinds of people who are involved there. Well, Music Cares is helping to get relief from mm-hmm. many different angles. You can donate directly to them over at Grammy.com. You can also buy this plethora of music that's been released to help support the COVID-19 efforts. You can donate. And if you're in someone who works in the industry and needs help, you can get help and resources by going to Grammy.com. Well, this is one of the singles that has come out to support Music Cares. So again, it's Bootsy Collins, baby. It's Bootsy, baby. And, uh, you know, so you've got a chance to get your hands on some great new music and do something right by the music industry, which I know there are parts of it that are venomous and evil, but there's a lot of really, really good, amazing, hardworking people in the industry who have been out, you know, disproportionately disaffected by the impact of COVID-19. And that's why Bootsy released this song. And what does he say about this? Well, he says that we've lost togetherness. You know, there's a great article. If you go over to the website, Consequence of, of Sound, Kyle Meredith, who does a great job interviewing artists on WFPK a few times a week, he goes really deep. He's interviewed some of the biggest stars in the business. And Bootsy goes on at length about how, you know, we've lost this global theme of togetherness. And he also discusses some of the tragedies that bring us together. But he also says, quote, we're missing the hippie side of things. Amen, Bootsy Collins. Thanks for tuning in to The Brian Oak Show. Ah, the name is Bootsy, baby. And if you love music like I love music, then you can't live without this music. And music certainly wouldn't be here without our as people, we're not afraid of nothing. We stand soldier to soul and fight. But this battle that we're facing, it's hard to know what's wrong or right. Hiding in the hugs of loved ones, friends and strangers that we meet. Separation is our shield now to keep us strong and on our
That would be the brand, the band rather, Brassy. And from their debut full length, Got It Made, that song is called Work It Out. Now, uh, Sean, are you familiar with the uh, John Spencer Blues Explosion? Does that ring a bell for you at all? No, it doesn't actually. Okay. I've heard of John Spencer, I feel like. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So John Spencer wasn't always affiliated with the Blues yeah, Explosion, yeah. but he wrote sort of a, a raucous, swampy version of rock and roll. Not entirely dissimilar from the White Stripes, but also not exactly the same. Starting back in the 90s, and he kind of made a pretty big name for himself in indie music circles and, you know, continues to make music and produce music. But his little sister, whose name was Muffin Spencer, uh, hmm. was just sort of a brash, bratty kid who also knew how to play the guitar. She found herself in London, and she hooked up with a quartet, and they put on a couple of full-length records, and that's one of the songs right there called Work It Out by love Brassy. It. I fell in love with it in the late 90s, and then somewhere in the 2000s, uh, the Disney animated series Kim Possible... <laughs> You know, lovable cheerleader high school student by day, <laughs> international super spy by night. Um, in the opening cheerleading sequence, they use that song right there. So I feel like, and I went online and looked, and there's a lot of dance numbers to it. So I feel like there's probably a lot of you out there in your late 30s, early 40s who are like, <laughs> I know that song from somewhere. <laughs> Brassy's Work It Out on the Brian Oak Show, episode 82. And before that, brand new music from Bootsy Collins, a new single called Stars, where he collaborates with the like of Emmy Sunshine, Bella Fleck, Cornell West, and a collage of cultures. It's a brand new single that's going to be also on his forthcoming brand new full length coming out this fall the legend it's bootsy baby the brand new bootsy <laughs> collins record is coming out this fall but in the meantime if you like that single which had a very we are the world vibe oh it did yeah. but but also an appropriate time for that man sure. if we ever needed it you know international racial division economic division covid19 2020 is the year of just fuck me, I guess, you know? So it, it, so a song like that probably, he said we're losing the hippie side of things, and Bootsy's trying to bring it back. You go to Grammy.com, click on the Music Cares tab, you can buy that and many, many other songs that have been released to raise money to help the entertainment industry and the music industry specifically during these difficult times. Speaking of difficult times, it's funny how bad times beget more bad times. I don't know if you've seen The Secret. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I know. It's like it's like chicken soup for the soul, yeah. right? It, it's, it's a little cloying for me, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, the basic premise is whatever you put out into the world kind of comes back to you. And so yeah. you really do sort of create the world that you live in. You know, you can't control all the circumstances, but you can control who you are, how you react. You always have choices and decisions, and that really has a big impact on the life you end up leading. Well, you know, so there's enough bad stuff going on that this is where it all is. And you'd like to think that, you know, at least people now with all this perspective are smart enough to not drink and drive and i'm right right nobody drinks and drives anymore i think that the most interesting thing to me is that people always equate uh drinking and being like if you if you were drunk and drove that you're not smart well what i've said to people is that when you drink it takes away your smarts it takes away your judgment so once you're impaired you do stupid things that you would never do sober so it's not that people aren't smart, it's that they're drunk. Yeah. But <laughs> and they're like, hey, I can, I'm good. Uh, well, the, I'm good. The problem there is, so we did, uh, we did actually a lot of, because it's, sent, it's at the U, uh, when I was in treatment there, that we ended up talking to a lot of professors and doctors of human behavior oh, yeah. and brain and brain physiology. And, you know, really, if you are a drinker, your, your lizard brain takes over. Your, your, <laughs> prefront, your prefrontal corp tort cortex yep. just says, uh, I guess, whatever, do whatever he says, you know? And so... <laughs> People do drink and drive, and that brings us to the primary sponsor of The Brian Oak Show, which is Smart Start MN. They are Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. Basically, the bottom line is this. Do not drink and drive. It is a terrible idea. However, if you or someone you know, family member, friend, distant relation, coworker, whoever does, you need to direct them to smartstartmn.com slash Brian Oak Show as soon as possible because this they will help you get back into your vehicle sooner than you otherwise um, otherwise might and for a lot less than you might assume. Yeah, 20% off the ignition interlock uh, installation when you go to Brian or smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. Exactly. And b- the bottom line is this. It's basically like having a breathalyzer in your car. You blow yep. clean, you get to drive. And that really is the way it's supposed to be. An important lesson has been learned. It's already going to be enough of a hassle. It's going to be expensive. But you don't want to put your life on hold more than already our lives have been put on hold by everything else that's going on. So Yeah, and I would be remiss without saying this because you, while you were gone, Ed and Mike reached out to me several times and just asked if you were okay. Yeah. And I got to tell you that it meant so much to me that 
They're not just a sponsor of the show. They really care about you. They care about the show. They care about us. And they're really, really good people. They're very good people. Yeah. Sean and I decided early on before the show even launched that we weren't going to work with jerks. And, you know, making money is nice, but we, we, we wanted to be able to go to sleep at night. We wanted to know that if we were going to ask people, like Patreon members, to support a show, yeah. that it was a good show, that it had some kind of heart and some kind of, you know, philosophy. No, it's not a cult. Not yet. Working on that part still. <laughs> uh, but we don't work with jerks. And you know what? I, and my thanks to both Mike and Ed and everybody involved with Smart Start because they signed on before we ever did episode one. So my thanks to them very much. Uh, we should talk to today's guest, even though we've talked to him a little bit already. He was a guest on a very early episode. Hard to believe, though, it is. Here we are, 82 episodes into The Brian Oak Show. And it is my pleasure to introduce a man who I've been friends with for some time now and I consider a staunch ally. And he's a really, really good person. He's a local entrepreneur who he himself has been affected by not only, you know, Potentially affected by the riots, COVID-19, everything else. He is a small business owner, from what I understand, the backbone of the American economy. Uh, but he's also a fucking rock star. And he's one of my favorite people alive on planet Earth. His name is John Clifford. Hello, John. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Hello. It's so nice to be with you, too. It's nice to have you back, man. Now, for people who don't know John, uh, a larger-than-life character, uh, he is the proprietor and lead stylist at Hi-Fi Hair and Records, one of those rare, beautiful combinations. Like, I remember back in the 90s hearing people like, I'm going to open up a combination bar laundromat. You know, oh, and, yeah. and people did do Sons that kind of stuff. Duds. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I, you know, I mean, I guess it's something to do while you're waiting for your clothes to dry. But um, no, John has uh, an awesome hair salon right on Loring Park in downtown Minneapolis. And it's right next to it is the incredible uh, Hi-Fi Records. So you get to marry the twin disciplines of looking good and listening to good music, which really have always gone hand in hand. But you managed to sort of make those two things coalesce in one beautiful location in downtown Minneapolis. How long is Hi-Fi? If I've been there uh, a little over eight years now, mm-hmm. and so yeah, whole, and, oof, and it, but it's, I, mean, I know yeah, you have a lovely woman and children in your life as well. But I this do. this is your life. I mean, you've literally poured heart and soul into Hi Fi Hair and Records. Yeah, I mean it. it you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> very very much. And so you know, it it that's it it becomes your life. I think you know anybody who does own a business, anybody who does. Uh, work for themselves. And my, my favorite thing in the whole, it must be so great to own your own business. Come and go when you want. Make your own hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, worry about employee insurance. Deal with landlords. Taxes. Oh, employees. I mean, there are, there, you know, there, there are great things about being oh. your own business. I mean, you're your own boss. Yeah. But for people who think that it's just a walk in the park and, you know, you're, oh, after I do my one haircut a day, I head out to my yacht, tool around the lake for a little while, and then it's back to the mansion. <laughs> I got to give myself a mansion. <laughs> and, and a yacht. And a yacht. But so since we've talked to you last, you know, when we talked to you right when the show was launching and we were at our old temporary digs, um... COVID hadn't really shut down the world yet, right? No, and, no, we were happy. Yeah, and, and you know, George Floyd, a mere 10 blocks from where we're recording this right now, hadn't been murdered by the MPD. And so much of the world has changed. And, you know, so I know that you were keeping almost round-the-clock vigils in the wake of George Floyd's death with all of the violence that it was erupting, all of the looting, all of the burning and things. And unfortunately, disproportionately, small businesses were targeted. Now, you were not at ground zero, but after a while, after a couple of days, that didn't seem to matter. The Holiday Station store over a mile away right by my house got burned to the ground. The Walgreens was looted. And you can go any direction, and they were heading over into St. Paul, you know, and whether these were genuinely disaffected people who were like they'd had enough or these were opportunists. You know, I, I had friends who said they met people who were up from Mankato. They're like, we just came for the riots. And it's like, regardless, you know, there was a real danger that your small business could be in danger. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it, it, it really, really, really was unnerving. Um, yeah, I was there probably 18 hours a day, um, maybe 20 hours a day. Uh, you know, during the day, kind of um, keeping an eye on on all of the the activity. You know, because even though we weren't where we are, weren't getting hit with the rioting, the looting, the the whatever. Um, I mean, we're right on the edge of Minneapolis, so you could you you could literally see the comings and goings of of these people that were coming in to to destroy yeah. our city. So it was a, it was a really frightening and interesting vantage point 
you know, mm-hmm. all night long. You know, I'd, I'd be there until four, five in the morning um, out on the step. And, um, yeah, I mean, just seeing, again, uh, all, of, all of the activity, all, you know, I could see the smoke billowing from the north. I could see mm. the smoke billowing from, you know, the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the southeast. And, and I would see congregations of pickup trucks uh, exchanging weapons, exchanging guns, things like that. Just, Crazy. I mean, it, it, yeah, it was, it, it was very, very scary. Well, you're on the edge and of so, Loring Park, and so you're right there at sort of a major juncture with 94 and exactly. the, all the avenues into uptown and yep. the main vein into downtown. I mean, you're literally right at that juncture by, near the Basilica. Um, so I'm sure that you saw a lot of coming and going, and uh, it was a spooky time, man. And, you know, so luckily the the activism has remained. The memorial, although who knows how much longer they're going to let it last, still remains at 38th and Chicago, although there are talks about reopening up that intersection. Um So, you know, luckily people haven't lost sight of it and the burning and the looting obviously as well in the rearview mirror and not to compare the two situations, but we talk about um, COVID, right? And so the fact that this all came down in 2020, you know, COVID, we started to get the first whiffs of it late last year that, hey, there's a thing going on and we should really keep our eyes on it. And I think it was too little too late in terms of our response here in the United States. Minnesota seems to be doing a better than average job, but still, this is very real. And now I know that you've opened back up for some appointments, you know, that, that as kind of there's this very soft reopening happening. But how long were your doors actually closed due to sort of the, the initial wave of the pandemic? Uh, I, I think it was just short of three months. I mean, like maybe a week short of three months. Mm-hmm. And um, I, mean, I, I can distinctly remember the last Saturday that, that I worked thinking to myself, man, I haven't heard the phone ring in three days. Mm. This is this is going to be something. And I thought, all right, you know, a couple of weeks, you know, we'll all shut down. We'll all just take a break from life. We'll, you know, blah, 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 and then we'll get back to business. Yeah. Not exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, and so, again, as a small business owner, whether people like it or not, it, the thing that makes a small business a small business is they're a vibrant part of the community. They pay taxes. They provide a service. They are there. But I can't think of anyone I know who owns a small business or any. And again, technically, a small business, by their very nature, don't have giant margins. I mean, so there must have been some no. very real life concerns for oh, you as totally, a business yeah. owner. Like, do I? And you're not exactly in the cheapest rent neighborhood <laughs> in the city either. I mean, did you, were there concerns like, I don't know that I get to keep the salon in the record store? Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, there were. And, and, you know, it's sort of, it, it is one of those things where, um, you, you, it's a very real fear, you know, can this sustain and, and can I make it? Can I, you know, and, and really, and truly for the most part, I'm the luckiest motherfucker in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm smaller, I'm lower overhead. Um, you know, it's, it, I, I do have probably the greatest landlord on the planet. That's nice. And. Um, and you know, my, my wife and children are, are hugely supportive and, um, and, and the community around us, I mean, really, uh, I, I can't, I can't even begin to count how many letters, how many cards, how many emails, how many messages. I mean, every single day people were, were reaching out and, you know, are you going to be okay? Is Hi-Fi going to be okay? You know, and, and. That is the community that that we live in. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in just an amazing, amazing community. People that really, really care about each other and and really want to try and reach out and do what they can. And nobody had anything. You know, I mean, we're all sitting in the same empty pot. You know, right? And it it floored me. It really did. Still yeah. Well, does. I mean, that's the nature of this community, right? I mean, people. You know. Well, I mean, and I think also, though, it's it, it is the nature of this community, but it's also a community that you've helped build, you know, getting back to the sort of corny nature of the secret you. But I mean, you you get back what you put into the world and you are generous and ridiculously positive. Sometimes I wonder if you're not really an Android, but like a cool, <laughs> but, but like, a, but like a cool rock Android. <laughs> if anybody's never seen John before we post this today, you'll be able to go and check out a picture uh, when, when it goes up at Spotify and where else do we, uh, iHeart? Yep. 
iHeart and Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Um, when you go there, you'll be able to see a picture. John is a rock and roller from the old school. We're going to talk about that a little bit more, but I want to mention one other thing. As we mentioned on the most recent podcast, the one where I returned to, uh, came back to life, came back down to Earth from space camp. Um, <laughs> one of the other things that happened, in addition to me vanishing for a conspicuous 28 days, was that while I was gone, apparently uh, your boy is still making headlines. Uh, I managed to make the City Pages best of list for best music controversy. Uh, really? Uh, after getting fired from my last job. So I fact, didn't know that. The fact that anybody's talking about it a year later is a little <laughs> silly because I've yeah. let go. Um, but yeah, if you missed the commentary on that, go back and listen to episode 81 of the podcast because, um, yeah, episode 81 is where we go into the details <laughs> on that and hear a little appropriate music to go along with it. But my point was this. So it was nearly a year ago that I was fired from my work at a local radio station. And one of the first people to reach out to me was the man sitting across from me right now, John Clifford. Excellent excellent individual and human being and I had just found out that I was indefinitely suspended. I had not technically been fired yet, but it was a year ago almost to the day. It was early yeah. August of 2019 and out of nowhere uh, John Clifford had called me up. I don't even know how you heard the news that I'd been suspended. Um, maybe I bitched about it on Facebook. That's kind of my jam. Um, and uh, But you called me up that day and I was in a mood and you said, hey, want to go see Willie Nelson tonight? I've never seen Willie Nelson live. And Allison Krauss and Union Station opened up, and that show was badass, man. So again, <laughs> but that's who you are, man. You, I don't know, you're some kind of wizard matched with a, a a rock and roller who also knows how to cut hair and run a badass record shop. So let's get into your first song here. Uh, I know that it features one of the artists that we saw that night, right? It does. It does. What it are we going to hear? We're going to hear. Uh, I can get off on you. All right, very now. And I want to hear about this before we get into it. You, um, you obviously love a wide range of music. One of the great things about going to get your hair cut at Hi-Fi is you've got a righteous jukebox right there in <laughs> the salon. Which you know, you share these videos every morning. Yes, uh, when you start your workday of you jamming out to a song, or um, you know, or recently you've started to incorporate some of your clients, uh, like uh, many of whom have been guests on this particular podcast because we have a lot of mutual friends my Indeed. dear friend jill riley yes <laughs> very recently came on there and jammed salt out with and you. pepper salt oh that's right <laughs> which you know she she likes to get her groove on i know i know her personally I know a lot of hands a lot of big hands yeah. going on oh, in that but one. also like a little bit of just the <laughs> the, the sway the, the hip swivel yeah the <laughs> yeah, sway yeah, exactly yeah. um and then there's a thing that you always say which i can't remember off the top of my there's head beauty beyond the darkness believe exactly and so yep. i mean you've always been positive you love a wide range of music at what point in your life i mean was it young was it later on when you started to explore more music when when did you fall in love with sort of old school outlaw country people like Waylon and willie um i, I was familiar with it when i was a kid because uh my old man was big 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 fan and um i was always going through his record collection at the time uh it didn't really make any sense to me but then I came across uh, the classic album uh, Outlaws, and and I looked at the cover of that, and I was like, oh, <laughs> those guys are cool. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that that record uh, was my introduction to to outlaw country music, and I I think it was probably the introduction to to many people. Um, but. Uh, you know, it sort of escaped me for a, a long while, and and I picked it up again. I don't know, maybe fifteen or twenty years ago, and and um, and from there, I mean, I've just uh, dove deep into you know George Jones, into Merle Haggard, into you know Willie and Waylon, and you know, holy cow, mm-hmm. <laughs> these people are, are you know. I mean, they were rock stars, still are rock stars. As dangerous as any rock star that was ever out there either. They were living that life, man. I mean, they sang about the things they knew. They did. They did. And and this particular song that we're going to play actually, uh, I think, speaks well of, of what many of us have gone through in various periods of our life and, um, and, and uh, what you're going through currently. And and I thought, wow, you know what? On top of the fact that that was our our little foray last year, this this one works. Beautiful, it's Waylon and <laughs> Willie. This is I can get off on you on the Brian Oak Show. Take back the weed, take back the cocaine, baby. 
Take back the pill, take back the whiskey too. Don't need it now, your love was all I was after. I'll make it now, but I can get on board you. Take back the cocaine, baby. Take back the pill. Take back the whiskey too. I don't need it now. Your love's all I was after. I'll make it now, but I can get off on you. Let's be very clear. While I love the sentiment and I appreciate you playing that in my in my spirit, and I, I need songs like that right now. It's amazing how much one song or the right phrase or even that rock I showed you when I was outside, John. Uh, somebody just left a random yellow painted rock and then painted the words "Don't Stop." on top of it and it was just sitting on one of those little concrete pillars out in front of the building wow weird coincidences these yep. all these little moments yep. that song is wonderful but let's be very clear that at the point that song was written although they were <laughs> although they were making it as a statement for a woman that somebody loved i don't think they put all that stuff down i'm sure they did i don't, I don't, I don't think they took all that back but I, I love the sentiment it's not only a great love song but an important message john clifford is our guest and before we get back to talking to him uh i do want to thank the good people at busters on 28th the very first thing i ate after getting out of uh treatment on the way home i was like "Ooh, it's right by our house let's go there because i love the staff and I loved everything that happened, and I really needed to spend those 28 days over at Fairview Riverside's Lodging Plus. But I will say this, 28 days of hospital food, I needed some real fucking food. And so <laughs> I, we, we stopped and we ordered some takeout from Buster's on 28th, and I went with the, as opposed to the Cubano, which I get every damn time, I went with the pulled pork, and I'm really glad I did. And their french fries are good. Their food there is excellent. They are a really good place to eat, and they're still doing beer and wine pickup as well, right? They are. And it's just been so great to stick with us as well uh, mm-hmm. through everything that's going on. So we just can't thank them enough. Go to bustersun28.com. They do have the online ordering as well, so you don't have to get on the phone and, and make your order. You can actually do it online and then do curbside to go, or you can go to the, the bar as well. Exactly, and it's a gorgeous place in there. They're really wonderful people. Again, Sean and I promise we're not going to work with jerks, nor are we having jerks on the show. Um, and they're, they're really good people, and they've been sticking with us throughout the entire shutdown, and they seem to be doing well. It was busy when we stopped by there that night. So that's it was great. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Um, so thanks again to Busters on 28th. Again, Busters on 28th, that's the number 2 and 8, bustersontwentyeighth.com. They're right there by Lake Hiawatha, and... They're good people. They do a good job, and they're helping keep that corner of their neighborhood vibrant. Speaking of vibrant corners of neighborhoods, Hi-Fi Heron Records is just around the corner from Loring Park, downtown Minneapolis. Kind of kitty corner from the Basilica of St. Mary over there. You're down in the heart of it, man. You are in downtown, and downtown like Uptown and other places, aside from all of the, the global influences that we're experiencing right now, <laughs> um, is undergoing a pretty radical change. Downtown, you know, maybe it's always under construction. 
Hennepin Avenue can oh, fuck yeah. right off, man. I just yeah. I, dr- don't ever drive on Hennepin. Take one of the other streets. Um, it's always under construction. But you know, Uptown, and obviously there's a bunch of us old timers who lament the changing face of Uptown, right? Like Uptown used to be kind of grubby, super bohemian, a lot of old houses, and now a lot of these faceless sort of condos with a Lunds or a Cub or some other sort of like Kowalskis or something in the main floor. It's just not the place it used to be. And we were losing institutions in Uptown as well to the fact that COVID has prevented so many people from going out. Again, with small businesses that sort of make up the tapestry of this community, there's not a lot of, you know, it. the margins aren't high. Small businesses. So, But you live sort of at the crux. You live sort of right between the heart of people who are heading out of downtown into Uptown or vice versa. What You've been there eight years, but you've obviously known this city a lot longer. Yeah. What kind of changes have you seen going on down there? And are you encouraged, discouraged? How do you feel about Minneapolis right now? I mean, you know, there's a little bit of both. You know, I'm, I'm of course, I'm, I'm discouraged by the gentrification that goes on, you know, everywhere around us. You know, I mean, it, uptown, especially, as, as you said, you know, lamenting the, the past, what we grew up with um, and and downtown as well. You know, we see it uh, around Loring Park. You know, on the other side of the park, uh, there's there's a lot going on. Uh, you know, on the Nicollet area, uh, the the mixed use buildings, mm-hmm. um, affordable housing. Right. Not exactly sure who who they're marketing that affordable <laughs> housing for because it doesn't look that affordable. No, um, and it's not. If anybody's even tried to find a, a rather modest apartment recently and the market's never been higher i remember yeah. four of us splitting and again grandpa's going to tell a story gather around <laughs> kids but i remember four of us splitting a, a, a three bedroom for like eight hundred dollars it was 200 bucks for each of us and that yeah. was that was nothing now you can't you can't get a two bedroom that you'd want to live in for less than two grand and that's not even being picky it's, it's nuts out there right now it is it, it, it's it's really scary i mean our, our the block i live on or, or, or have my business on uh is is deemed historical so Mm -hmm. in that regard you know it's the last bastion of ungentrified minneapolis right and and loring park to me has just always been you know this wonderful uh escape of bohemia always i mean ever since i was a kid and so so i i have a huge affinity for it um you know back in the the loring cafe days oh yeah and let it be records actually was around the corner mm-hmm. uh, at one time and and uh, a friend of mine his dad had a an engine repair shop uh, kind of kitty corner on on my block back when you know I was in my mid teens and hell we used to ride motorcycles around you know in the building and and <laughs> out in the park and and things like that I mean it was you know a totally different world back then and you know and now right uh, with everything that's going on, I mean, it was a ghost town. It was literally a ghost town. You know, the tumbleweeds were just rolling down Harmon Place there. And uh, even up until about uh, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, Lercat reopened. Um, they had their, their reopening last, uh, like two weeks ago, which has been going really well for them, thankfully. I'm, I'm really happy about that, you know. Um you know, we lost four bells in the process. Mm-hmm. Third bird, mm-hmm. and Solar Cot is the only restaurant left on the block. Which is a bummer, by the it way, is. because I used to love the food at um, at Four Bells was really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah was and and so, and the bird was a comfortable hang, yeah. and they had good stuff too. That that's a shame, man. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I'm 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 I am I'm optimistic in our city. I mean, I I I love our city, and mm-hmm. I know I know you know. Uh, there's been a lot of discourse back and forth about blah 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 Minneapolis St. Paul. Blah. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me go. tell you. Don't hold back, baby. <laughs> Give them both barrels. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Our city is strong. Our city is is it's a beautiful city, and um, and the people here, we will overcome. We have good people, and. Um, the good people outnumber the bad. It's such a dis- disproportionate number. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it, we are going to rise above, you know, these ashes. And it's going to be a greater city than, than it ever was, which, quite frankly, you know, seems like a lofty goal because it was already pretty much a, a, 
most incredible city on the planet. I couldn't agree more. I There's only one place that I would ever live other than here, and that would be out on the Oregon coast, and I'm kind of saving that for my retirement plan. I've had opportunities to move away from the Twin Cities for radio jobs and the like, and mm-hmm. this is my home, man, yeah. and I, I love it here. You know, and people might say, oh, but the winters are fucking brutal. I'm like, good, because you know what that does? Thins the goddamn herd. You know, you this, know this isn't for everybody, and I'm not saying not everybody's welcome. What I'm saying is, you know, it just it, it keeps the city the right size to me. It's interesting and big enough to be very metropolitan, have a an incredible art and culture scene here, but also small enough that it doesn't feel like you could wander for literally weeks and not reach the other side of it and and just get lost in it. Let the city swallow you up. This to me, this city is the right size city and you know, if we could, you know, that and that's Mr. White Privilege Boy talking right there. You know, there are a lot of disaffected communities around the area. Doesn't mean bad people. Doesn't mean, you know, there are some areas that are more crime ridden than others, but maybe in the wake of George Floyd, you know, in addition to sort of the the wake up call and the attention it's drawn down not just across the country, but genuinely worldwide, maybe Minneapolis becomes an even better city by doing better by some of its people that it has overlooked or or not given a, a full share of credit to in the past, which would only make this a stronger and better and even more beautiful place to live, which is hard to imagine, but even we have a little room for improvement. Oh, yeah. I mean, what, but, I mean, you know, did, is it just me or, or, I mean, you know, in the wake of, of George Floyd's murder, um, the way our city came together in in protesting injustice in um in you know marching in i mean signs everywhere people out everywhere you know um you know white black puerto rican everyone's just a freaking i mean every, <laughs> everyone you know our city came out effect, and and how you know our our city came out and and um yes we had horrible horrible experience with riots and looting we had a horrible horrible experience with fires with violence with um you know a lot of outside influence fuck you white supremacist motherfuckers yeah you could all go Um, fucking die in a fire i'm with you on that one so our people came together i mean and and by our people i mean collectively our city um everyone that 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 loves our city loves our citizens and loves our commerce and they came together and i uh, i had such an enormous pride for that i really really did and and still do i had a friend say uh boy how can you live there with all that violence and everything and i said i'm not going anywhere i said you know what there's violence everywhere you know, I, I mistakenly lived in Egan for a few years, and no offense to people that live in Egan, but the girl across the street who had just been to a $3,500 uh, volleyball camp was feeling uh, oxy. And the guy down the street uh, had embezzled money from an old man. I said, you know, there's good people everywhere. There's not so good people everywhere. But I live in the Twin Cities because I want to be part of the solution. I live in Minneapolis because I want to be part of the solution and I want to know people of all kinds and all types, you know, Indeed. All, that's who we are. All three of us have raised our hands to say, no, we're going to dig our heels in. We're not going yep. anywhere. We're, we're here for Minneapolis. And I think in a, in a wider spectrum, too, it was a chance to find out, you know, it's horrible that a man had to die to to make this all come to come to pass but what it does is it draws a very stark line between the people who are on the side of humanity and the people who want to watch everything burn and don't give a shit about their fellow man and that's the other reason that all three of us are sitting in this room before we wrap up things with mr john clifford proprietor hairstylist to the stars of hi-fi hair and records um i do want to mention my business partner friend and producer sean bernard in addition to the lavish lifestyle that (laughs) being co-owner of the brian oak show podcast affords him he also has a side hustle where he is a realtor for edina realty how is and i know that covid never really completely stopped people buying and selling homes it just it had to be approached differently so now i haven't seen you in a month how are things progressing on the realty front things are good right now i mean i could always use some more business uh after august august is great um i think a lot of people had planned to move six months ago nine months ago they had planned to move this summer already Mm -hmm. and now the next wave will be with everything going on with the upcoming recession and everything else that's happening is will will the market slow uh the the interest rates are still incredibly low i just refied my house a little while ago and 
I, it's one of those things that I just always ignored because I'm like, no, nah, it's just my house payment, whatever. And oh, they're at historic lows. Of course they are. Someone's trying to get you somewhere. I can't. I mean, I'm not going to tell you, but I knocked off almost a third of my mortgage payment. And Crazy. It's nuts. So yes, you're right. Then and that I mean, means that your buying power is so much more if you're looking to buy a house. You know, m- many people our age, I say the three of us, are looking to downsize or maybe they want to live in a different area. You know, Maybe they raise their kids in one neighborhood and they really just want to live in a smaller house in another neighborhood. That's probably what we're going to do at some point as move. I like this area that we're in right now mm-hmm. and we live west of here, but I don't mind a small house and living over this area. But just give me a call, 612-859-2594. That number is text-worthy as well. I will be donating to the warming house uh, when they reopen. Uh, They're looking for a new uh, location themselves and uh, something just a little bit bigger and something that's handicap accessible, which I think is fantastic. Mm -hmm. They were at the forefront of the Black Lives Matter movement and doing a ton with their business and and, uh, really cool uh, to see them at 40th and Bryant uh, local business supporting uh, that great movement so awesome well my thanks to sean right there again thanks to smart start mn go to smartstartmn.com slash the brian oak show for 20 percent off your ignition interlock installation fee and thanks to busters on 28 and thanks to john clifford for joining us yet again today you're probably in the first 10 episodes and now first here five. We are, first five yeah. episodes yeah, and now here we are some 80 episodes later and thanks wow. again for coming back if people want to know more about hi-fi other than just walking in off the street and being dazzled by your excellent music the array of posters and 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 fun rock and roll memorabilia you have on the wall and also right next door the record store what what's the best way for people to call make an appointment or or find out more about hi-fi hair and records you can reach us at 612-486-5900 our operators are sometimes mostly often (laughs) on duty (laughs) Um, yeah, you can you can give us a call there. We're located at 1637 Hennepin on Loring Park. We have a web page on the big interwebs, mm. uh, HiFiHair.com. Okay. We have a Faceland page, uh, HiFi Hair and Records Faceland. <laughs> and um yeah you can you can keep up with my stupid morning hijinks oh um, no 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 love them no. man love yeah, em. people talk about yeah. like morning affirmations yeah. or a yes. morning meditation or or a good way to start the day you know and i really i've kind of come around like i do these little breathing exercises just because it, it turns out with a little more air in your brain and in your body every morning you're thinking a little clearer and it's a little easier to face the day but sometimes you look outward and instead of like a successories thing or like you know like a little pastel color that you know <laughs> I, there's just there's certain there's certain things that I just that are a little too cloying for me still, but then there are moments of pure joy and hope. Yes. And your morning missives that you share every day are an important part of that. It's one of the first things I go track down. If it doesn't pop up in my feed, I go find what John Clifford's <laughs> up to this morning. You bring light every single Thank day, man. You. Thank you so much for all you do uh, for the you. Twin Cities. Uh, by the way, I, and and I know you know with all the extensive training you've had uh, with Space Force and all that. Um, <laughs> Uh, I know, I know they they have been keeping a really close eye on Uranus, and, and that's I, I, I think that that's probably probably the next next target, next destination. Yeah, probe deep within Uranus. Probe deep. His name is John Clifford, and we're going to leave with one of my very, very favorite bands, my very favorite songs. I know know it's cliche to say I like their early stuff, but I'm going to be honest, while I have no anger or nothing against the the later material, as it were, um, I do like their original lead singer significantly better, and, and this song tells an epic story that is, a lot of times when bands sing about what they do or life on the road, it can be a little, you know, like, that saxophone in Bob Seger's Turn the Page. <laughs> yeah. That is... That is that, oh, it just... It was, it was on so much, and my dad loved Seger. So, I mean, Seger, Seger dominated my childhood. Um, but, and so, like, and that, that stuff can be a little bit... But then, then you hear a song like this where you know that they lived and breathed and bled and sweat every single second of what this song is about right here. This song, in addition to having some amazing bagpipe in it, also is a document of what a truly hardworking band that becomes one of the biggest bands on the planet has to go through. Why did you pick this song to round out the show with? Uh, this song is life. I mean, it, it you know, it, everything that you just said, right? Um, it, 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 it kind of equates with all of us, 
in in our our day-to-day life and and everyone everyone is trying to scratch and claw their way upward right now and um and i'll tell you there's not a single song in the world that will that will make you want to turn it up loud in the car and sing as loud as you possibly can in stop traffic than this song John Clifford, I love you, man. Thanks for all your I support. I love you, too. Thanks for being on here. John Clifford of Hi-Fi Hair and Record. Thank Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Thank you very, very much. I am Brian Oak. Thanks for tuning in to Episode 82 of The Brian Oak Show.